Hey everybody, welcome to the In All Things podcast. It's time to see God in everything. What is going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the In All Things podcast. My name is Mitch Frost. Uh, Steve is missing today because today I'm joined by some very special co-hosts, some guests this morning. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you go around and introduce yourself and then tell the people how long you've been coming to Sycamore or the well and maybe your favorite well memory so far. Ooh, we're going to get oh, started this morning. Yeah. So whoever wants to start, give us your name, how long you've been coming here. We're all fresh. You guys are all freshmen, so we don't need to do grades. Mm-hmm. You all go to North, too, so we don't need to do that yeah. either. Um, so just give me your name, how long you've been coming here, and your favorite memory, whoever wants to start. Oh, gosh. Okay, um, <laughs> I'll start. My name's Samuel Waits. Um, been coming to SCC my whole life, though, well, since I was in seventh grade. I went to Diversion before that. But um, favorite well memory? I don't think I could choose between both summer camps. They were both pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Nick Markle. I have been going to Sycamore Creek Church for a long time. Mm-hmm. Ever since Sam started going, we've been going together for a long time. Going to Diversion in the Well ever since I was allowed to. Mm-hmm. And my favorite well memory was probably uh, this camp we rent- went to recently, just being with my friends and just seeing how everyone got saved. So. Mm-hmm. My name is Aiden Shook, and I've been coming to Sycamore Creek for about one to probably one and a half years, mm-hmm. and like the well for like the same time, and it's really great. And my favorite memory is probably this year's camp. It was very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, camp seems to be a favorite. Um, Camp's kind of awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> so uh, Sam is the returning guest on this show. He's up, the only one here that <laughs> has done this before. And for the first time ever, we have a pastor's kid mm-hmm. on the show. So yes. that's cool. Um, and Aiden is 15. He turned 15 yesterday. So there you go. Um, so last night was a pretty cool night at the well. Um, last night was our third bonfire and testimony night. Usually it's bonfire baptism and testimony night, but uh, we're doing baptisms in a couple weeks at our worship night. So last night was bonfire and testimony night. Our third one, have you guys been to all three of those ones that we've done? Um, I went to last year, really? but last I don't think I was I think I've before. only been to two. Two? Yeah. Oh, because you guys, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so kind of give a recap for the people of what we did last night and maybe some of your guys' thoughts on it, whoever wants to go. I'll go. Um, so a lot of people say a lot of things that you haven't heard from them before. It's very connecting, and it feels like everyone's more connected now, more of a family, because we all know each other's stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, We're out there just, and everybody goes up, shares their testimonies, and you just see how God's working, how good he is mm-hmm. through all these different people in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like how Samuel said, like, it was very great to see how, like, Everyone, even people that I've never met before, mm-hmm. um, go up there and just see how, like, share how God is working. And, like, like how Nick said, everyone feels connected. And, like, it was just great. I was nervous at first, definitely. But, like, after the fact, I just felt better like, mm-hmm. about myself and just about God. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely uh, one of the most powerful things I think we do 
at the well. Um, it's it's really funny, not funny, but it's always interesting to me every year we, that we do it because somebody will get up and share something really heavy and like, you know, they'll, they'll say a word or they'll say something that's like, wow, they really went there and they shared mm-hmm. that. And then the next person will get up and share something maybe that's like very simple and we all relate to, but it's equally as powerful yeah. when everybody mm-hmm. gets up and shares no matter yeah. what it is, you know. Mm-hmm, um, why do you guys think that we do something like that with our student ministry like we because we do that at camp too mm-hmm. so clearly that's a big part of what we do at the well why do you guys think we do it um i think we do that because you know there's so many different people here at the well um and so everybody's gonna have a different story and so by say hearing just one story like your story that may not connect with everybody but by mm-hmm. inviting students up to just wholeheartedly and honestly tell their stories that would help other students connect to them mm-hmm and see how God could be also working in their life and how they relate to those people. Also, I think it helps when people go up there and just show how good God has been in their lives and how it's changed them completely from mm-hmm. where they've been in the bottom of their life to where they've gotten up to now mm-hmm. and how good he's been to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely great. Like I think like when everyone shares their story, like people that are younger, like older, even their age and they they hear it and they're like, oh, I can really relate to that. I think it'll help them be able to share their story and it'll really make them more confident. Like mm-hmm. I got walked up to after mine and someone said that they really related to my story mm-hmm. and I, that really helped me a lot. That was really great. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, that's good. It, it was. It's a fun night and um, I know it takes a lot of courage. I, I say that every time we do it for students to share, but um, whenever we have a night like that, it's just, it's awesome. And, and I said at the beginning, but I, these people listening and watching weren't there. Um, but uh, I think you guys plant so many more seeds when you tell stories to people your age and people that are in similar life cir- circumstances as you guys. So getting up there and other students being able to tell stories about what they're going through, I think it, it just shows God in a bigger way. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And so today, this morning, we're here. And the reason why... Um, just so you guys know, I planned on having you guys on this podcast like months ago because I started looking at your school calendar and I saw that you were off today. So, um, you, is it like a teacher work day or something like that? Like a professional development? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it all grades or just high school? All grades. All, I think it's all grades. Yeah, because um, I'm in Ryan don't have school today either. Okay. And so, typically, when you guys have like off days nowadays, it's like, oh, it's just a virtual day and they still make you do work. But today you guys don't have to do work. So we're taking full advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we're going to go play some pickleball after yeah. this. Yeah. 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 Get some Popeye's chicken. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That that chicken oh, yeah. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun to take advantage of you guys being off school um, and just have you guys here on this podcast this morning. Um, so what I want to do um, just for a little bit here is I think that you guys have a really cool perspective on the world that we live in because you're living it. You guys are freshmen at a big high school um, in Pickerington, and you guys are living it every single day. And so I think it could be interesting for us to talk about um, some different things that come with being your guys' age in the world that we live in um, because I think there's maybe some misconceptions, some different things that, um, especially people in our church, maybe they don't have students that are in high school. Or it's been a long time since they've been in high school, so they don't really know what it looks like to be a, you know, a freshman in high school. So I thought we could talk about um, just some different things like that. First question I'll ask you guys is, um, what pressures do you guys feel? We're gonna, we're jumping in deep here right away. Um, being freshman in 2022, um, going to a big school like North, I went to North as well. My graduating class was like 460 something. I mean, it's a big school. Um, what pressures do you guys feel being um, a freshman in, in that school in 2022? 
Yeah, yeah so start. I'll start. Um, a big pressure that I feel is I've always I've always done well in school, so I really kind of put this um, I don't know put this standard on myself that I have to do like not perfect, but like the absolute best, and I have to have great grades and do well in sports and play an instrument, so I have to do well at that. And you know, all of that, like while it is good, like try my best, it catches up with me sometimes, um, and it can get stressful to be out here and like, oh, I've like gotta do great all the time, and when I don't, it gets a little hard for me because I'm like, what am I gonna do? And it's just, you know, it's hard to handle that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes for me, it's hard because I've always tried to look presentable, try to like kind of fit in, and I always feel the pressure of trying to be a good example and people are always like watching at Mm -hmm. school especially there's always someone that has their eyes on you and it's just a pressure of someone's always watching so you got to make sure you help hold yourself accountable totally yeah um there's definitely a lot of stress that comes like classes i mean Mm -hmm. i think for me i have a couple classes with like like upperclassmen Mm -hmm. and for some reason like seeing them in that environment that I'm doing really good in like all their classes it like mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I like I have to do super well like to keep up with them yeah and also like with like you said all the that there's a lot of people in the school that sometimes it's like wow like this mm-hmm. is like if one thing happens and you never know like where it could go yeah totally yeah, like, yeah. walking yeah. out in the hallway like mm-hmm. you yep. have like hardly any room like especially in the main hallway like around you you gotta like walk slow behind everybody mm-hmm. especially like leaving lunch like a huge crowd of people and it's just like anything could happen like some one person gets shoved you never know what's going down. yeah totally um and and like a big thing you guys are talking a lot about like academic pressure too and that's changed a lot even since i've graduated i graduated high school in 2018 and when i graduated like college classes were just now being introduced to mm-hmm. being able to be taken and i know you guys are taking them as freshmen you know like um there are some of you but ap classes and stuff like that so there's even this this higher sense on like oh, I got to get ahead in college and I got to have my whole, I know like I've talked to you guys a little bit, like your whole four year like track is planned out when you are like in eighth grade, right? And yeah. you go to North and it's like, okay, you're going to be a, you know, uh, you know, biomedical this, this, this. And it's like, they give you every class for your whole four years of being in high school, right? So there is more yeah. pressure just yeah. because those things have changed in the school system as well. But um, what, what about being a Christian? Um, you know, you guys I, are, are leaders at the well, and um, and a lot of people look up to you three, um, and, and you guys are all athletes too. And what pressures do you feel in that way of kind of maybe standing up for your faith in the school that you go to or the teams that you're on? Anything there that you guys feel? Yeah, so it's, I would say it's pretty difficult in high school because there's so much diversity, like there's so many different beliefs, and, you know, it's kind of hard to express a belief without offending somebody. Um, and also being freshmen, the amount of respect shown mm, yeah. is very little mm. from especially like other freshmen, yes, but especially from upperclassmen, it's like they don't really, not that they don't care, right? But like we're freshmen, it's like whatever. Um, yeah. People in school more and more now, when you have a certain belief in something, they always want to try and make you be wrong. Mm. They always want you to have a problem. Mm. So they always try and find a way so that make it so that you get mad at them and then to make it so that's your problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I definitely I've talked to you about this kind of before. Um, like when you're around a like let's say a group or 
like a sports team, and they're saying stuff, doing stuff, acting like stuff you don't you don't believe in, or like mm-hmm. your faith doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. It's definitely been challenging at sometimes to like steady my faith, but yeah. and like know that it's wrong and know not to do it. But like also with them too, like I know I can go to them, mm-hmm. and like because they're on my teams and stuff. Yeah. So like that definitely helps for yeah. sure. And that's a big thing, and it's the reason why I wanted to have you three specifically on this this morning. We're going to get to it towards the end, but I do want to talk about accountability because I think you guys do that really well. But we're going to get to that in a little bit. But this question, sorry, Sam, this excludes you. I want to talk to you two okay. for a minute. You guys are both on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and so, <laughs> okay, good uh, What What pressure do you guys feel there? Is there any pressure to, to post about certain things or mm-hmm. not post about certain things or uh, you know, to like certain things or not like certain things or to what should I be looking at? Like, Is there anything that you guys feel in that way? Well, there's always people that are checking to know stuff from you because they know that you are a Christian. There's people that know, especially for me, that I'm a pastor's kid. So they know Mm -hmm. that I know more things than say they would. So they always try to find me doing something wrong because they want to have something to point out so they can tell their people, like, he's wrong. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And it doesn't in all different kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So it makes you feel more pressured to post different things. Mm Yeah, that's good. I definitely think, like, sometimes, I don't know why, I feel like I'm, I feel pressured, like, that I'm not posting enough things. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I just feel like, to me, I just go on there, I like to look at sports things, like, Mm -hmm. text my friends, whatever. But I try not to make it, like, as big as a deal as, like, Mm -hmm. society sees it. Because, like, I I see it as just, like, a way to catch up on sports pages or catch up with my friends or family or like something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. And for Sam, you don't have social media, so yeah, that's different. That's right. It's <laughs> great. It's Clash of Clans. But yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> Clash of Clans yeah. and, uh, in the U version app. Yeah, right? that's me. <laughs> um, I mean, there's pros and cons, right, to the world of social media and, and things like that. And, um, you know, some parents don't don't allow that. And, and I have respect for that, too. And some parents say, hey, jump right in. And as long as there's safeguards, I think it can mm-hmm. be positive and negative mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, and so let's ask this question, because um, we're trying to talk about the pressures that maybe we, you guys feel being freshmen in this uh, 2022 time. But um, this might be a big question. But how do you think you have touched on it a little bit? But how do you think the world expects you to act being a freshman, being a guy? Mm-hmm. Um, in the world that we live in, do you, what expectations do you think are placed upon you? Kind of like this, oh, boys will be boys thing. Like, what, what do you think that entails for the world that we live in? What, what do you think is there? What expectations? That's a big question, but mm-hmm. you guys have touched on little things, thing, so I feel like we can, yeah. we can do it. But what do you guys think? Um, I think a lot of people in school, like the big athletes or like the whatever, like the upperclassmen, they're – trying to make you feel like trying to make you want to act cool in a way but like or like better than someone else or like put others down just to just because you're an athlete and I don't I don't like that because like I mean so many different people go to church go to the well and like it's like Samuel said earlier like about the diversity Mm -hmm. and it's like I feel like putting people in different classes Mm. or like different standards isn't like right and mm. i yeah yeah anybody else have anything any expectations you feel being a young a young guy in the world we live i mean <clears throat> i think in school everyone expects you to believe what everyone else believes mm. they expect you to all be the same they expect you to change how you are in different circumstances to just fit in and be cool mm-hmm. 
And but if you're a Christian, like we say the same, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. But people try and try and stay the same and try and change for different people to try and fit in better and just be cool. Yeah. Like instead. Yeah. yeah, like walking around in school, like you'll see all these like groups of guys, and um, you know, you want to like you want to be like them because you want to be accepted, mm-hmm. right? Like I know like there's like trends and stuff that goes around on social media. Mm-hmm. Well, personally, I have no idea what any of them are. <laughs> so I kind of always am, like, not made fun of, you know, but, like, people laugh at me if I'm, like, trying to do things that everybody else is doing because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do them. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, um, just that sense of, like, you kind of conform to others' beliefs because you just, you don't want to be ridiculed or left out. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, you know, generation to generation, that's kind of stayed the same. Like, everybody just kind of want like, there's this expectation of, like, you got to fit in, right? Like, whatever group you're in, you got to kind of be like them, talk like them, look like them, sound like them to be cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of, you know, that doesn't really change even with time. You know, I'm sure even Jared, when Jared went to high school and when Steve went to high school and all these different people and your grandparents, all these, like, you go through all the generations. I'm sure there's always been this pressure of, like, you know, to some degree you got to conform and you got to just kind of go along with what the crowd is doing, right? At least that's what's mm-hmm. expected of you. Um, but I, I would say even for you guys now more so there is this a little bit of hostility towards being a Christian, right? It's a little bit more like, wait, you're, you're actually a Christian. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people say like, you can kind of believe what you want and do what you want, but really what they're saying is as long as it doesn't contradict or go against what I believe or make me feel bad about myself, then you can do what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you guys know full well that. Um, Christianity doesn't always line up with that because we are called to change and we are called to be different. And sometimes that goes against, um, you know, what the rest of the world wants us to think. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, is there anything else like for being a guy specifically um, that you guys feel like, you know, what is the world? How does how would the world define a guy or how would the world define what it what it means to be a a young man? Um, Anything like that? So um, funny thing is, in my English class, just wrote a whole entire essay on this. It's mm. how men are portrayed today in mainstream media and advertisements. There you go. And some things that I found from research in a document called Tough Guys mm. um, is that men are typically portrayed as violent mm-hmm. um, and aggressive, kind of like a hard, like they put up a guys, like a, I don't know, how do you spell it? Like it's like a fake cover basically yeah. that they have yeah. to act this one way, be hard. Um, And the one thing is like, there were a lot of statistics about like violent acts, like school shootings and assaults and things. And the percentage of men that did it was, I don't think ever below like 85%. Mm -hmm. So in today's society, a lot of violence is committed by men. And I think that society doesn't necessarily take the correct steps i think to address that but rather not embrace it but it's just kind of there and so men are portrayed as this like violent strong aggressive type yeah you guys have anything else to add to that that you feel like maybe is expected of guys Mm -hmm. or like how the world sees it well also some people expect us to not be as emotional Mm -hmm. and kind of be covered up Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. show our emotions yeah that's really good that's just basically what i was gonna say and like I mean, like athletics and like strengths and like definitely emotions is the big one for me, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, that's all good. And I mean, if you, you know, every once in a while, from my point of view, being a student pastor, you know, I'll see somebody that goes to well, a guy post 
oh, this album came out or this song came out and I'll go listen to it. And typically it's a rap song or something like that. But I'm just cu always curious what everybody's listening to and looking at. And I'm like, if you ever listen to those lyrics and think about those things, like the way that they portray guys and the way that <laughs> men are supposed to treat women and all these different things, I'm like, man, that's so different from the way that I feel like we're called to live, you know? Um, and so let's flip it a little bit. If that's the way that the world maybe expects us to to live is like, you know, just kind of be violent, be angry, be not emotional, be removed, be too cool, be all these different things. How do you guys think the, the Bible defines uh, what it means to be a man or what it means to be a guy? You know, is there anything there that you guys have ever heard or even just looking at, you know, the example of Jesus, like what, what are some things that you think immediately contradict what's expected of being a guy? Um, big thing I would say is loving others. Um, I mean, obviously it's like, whoa, main idea, but um, it's like, I can see how in today's society it's like portrayed as a guy you got to be cut off and like you know like Nick said got to hide your emotions so that could go with like treating others like rude so that you things don't come out about you you know that you want mm -hmm. but um I think in loving others it helps to show like how you like your emotions and then so like you're loving others and you're being you're being real with them you know like by showing love, it's showing who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's about like a really good way to live out like how Jesus would live. Yeah. Anybody else got anything on that? I think also something like being helpful to others. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus was always healing, like mm -hmm. help like helping a lot of people. Yeah. And I think if like us as guys, like if we're there for someone and like a simple act of kindness like we've been talking about mm -hmm. like at church in the well like i think that's that definitely goes a long way yeah and i think if we just continue to do things like that it'll definitely help people yeah i mean jesus told us that he came to serve not be served right and so like that kind of sets up the way that he lived his life was he was always looking for other people right everything he did was for the sake of other people you know so it's kind of um to be a man like him you know, we kind of have to put ourselves aside a little bit and not be selfish and be kind and be looking for those people. Did you have, it looked like you were going to have anything. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, in the world, also guys are said to be, like, more independent and mm -hmm. should be there, keep their stuff with themselves and not mm -hmm. share as much. Mm -hmm. But in the Bible, when Adam was by himself, mm -hmm. God made Eve because really? he needed someone to be with him. Mm -hmm. He needed another person. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about the story of the, how the world was made, right? Is God makes everything, and everything's perfect. Sin hadn't entered the world yet, right? God, uh, Adam has everything he needs. He's naming animals. He's got this perfect garden he lives in. God's walking alongside him, and God says, well, he's alone, and that's not good, right? Mm -hmm. And so all this perfection, and God says it's still not good. And then he gives him this this partner, right? And in that sense, you know, it's kind of a, a marriage and a relationship there. But it shows us that God has value for the people that we're around, you know. So the way the world defines it of like we need to be, you know, self-dependent and we need to not care about anybody else and we can figure it out and just grit our teeth and do it. That's that's very different from the way that God has structured us to live because even God himself, he exists in three persons, right? Mm -hmm. So God himself is a relational being. And so he's created us to be in relationship with other people, friends, mm -hmm. um, all different kinds of things. Um, so yeah, I think that's really good. Um, and at the same time, you know, Jesus tells us to lead with love and he's very kind and he's serving and he's gentle and he's all these things, which is very different from the way that the world defines being a guy, right? But yeah. at the same time, Jesus also calls us to lead and he calls us to, to be strong and, and to be tough. So there's a, there is this balance, right? We need to do it in a way where we are loving the way that God has called us to love and we're looking for other people the way that God has called us to. But at the same time, 
you know, it's okay to sometimes be tough and it's okay mm-hmm. to sometimes <laughs> lead and, and things like that. And so, um, and, and so it's, it's really not one or the other, you know, it's okay to be emotional and to feel things and to have those friends in your life like you guys do and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the way that God made us. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's really good. Um, and so let's kind of shift a little bit here. Um, we've kind of talked about maybe some of the way that the world defines what it looks like to be a guy, the way that the world defines us to have success, all this different stuff. Um, and so let me ask that you three, okay, let's get personal here. For you three, um, why do you hold so tightly to what you believe? You know, for some of us, um, it's kind of just always been like for you, especially, you know, you've mm-hmm. had yeah. as a pastor. And so it's just kind of like what your life has always been. But still, I think it's important for you to answer this question too. Like why for us at this table, why do we hold so tightly to our belief about what Jesus has done for us? Why do we hold so tightly to the fact that the Bible is true? Because the world that we live in is getting more and more less Christian. <laughs> and the school that you guys go to, not everybody's Christian, right? And and so, you know, what makes it worth it for you guys? What what makes it so worth holding on to? Um, I think that's an important question. Um, so kind of last night, you know, we hear everybody's stories and you hear, the pain people go through and like that's with other believers right and I know people I have friends that aren't believers and I just know that there's people at school that just they have pain and they have things that they're going through and I saw how powerful last night was and I, you can see how Jesus works and what good he does and for me I want to be able to show everybody Jesus's love and how good he can be because if I can bring one person to Jesus and they be saved that would be worth it to me because I don't want those people to have to, you know, experience that pain when I feel like Jesus could definitely be helping them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people also like at school, like they know my beliefs. They know how I am because they know I'm a pastor's kid. They know how I've lived. And I stick to wow, I stay so strict <laughs> to those beliefs because I've seen how bringing like one person to church like Aiden, mm-hmm. how it's developed and how yeah. strong he's gotten and how we've gone yeah and so why shouldn't other people get that chance totally. so I always try and bring people and try and plant a seed in someone because yeah, you never know how that'll develop and how mm-hmm. how they'll grow mm-hmm. definitely just like what he said I mean you too like basically brought me to church and like after seeing what God has done for me mm-hmm. like it's like it's like like they said why can't other people get the chance yeah and it's like really great to see like the good he's done in everyone's lives mm-hmm. and I, it's really great yeah it's like you know it's one thing to be told it or to like know okay these are the stories and this is the god and this is the bible and all that stuff but like when you live it and you see it for yourself it, it kind of does become that mindset of like well i gotta let everybody else know about this like if god can do this for me then he can do it for anyone you know mm-hmm. and and what you were saying last night uh, or what you said about last night sam about how like you know, people get up and share these stories and, um, you know, there's people, friends that we have and people in our schools who have those same problems and those same stories, but they don't have God. And that big difference is we have a hope to hold on to, right? We have yeah. something beyond ourselves and beyond those problems to look at. And just imagine, you know, thinking about the problems and the things that people shared last night. Imagine going through those things without God. Like going through those things without a hope that there's something more than you, you know? That's, to me, that sounds so to be honest, very sad. Like that mm-hmm. sounds hopeless. Like that sounds like kind of pointless, right? But we have this hope that's bigger than, you know, yeah, we're struggling and we have these problems and we share these things and um, God's still bigger than it, you know? So it's kind of this hope that goes beyond the problems that we have and and that kind of makes it worth it, you know, mm-hmm. to keep going even when life gets tough. So yeah, I like that a lot. Um, 
So this might be where we kind of get into the accountability conversation a little bit, um, because I think that you guys, and, and there's a lot of students who do this, but um, you guys are really good at this. And I think if, if the adults in our church and, 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 and Christianity as a whole got better at this, um, our faith would look a lot different. So let me start by asking this. How do you guys stay above kind of the expectations and the things that the world is asking you um, to conform to or just, you know, give up your beliefs or don't stand so strong or just accept, you know, everybody and all their sins and all that? You know, how do we stay above that? Um, and because you guys are kind of swimming upstream, right? You, in a way, you guys are kind of walking against what culture is asking you to do by being a Christian. And the Bible tells us that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Um, but how do you guys do that? Okay. And I think a part of that is accountability. So maybe we'll just start there. What What does that look like for you guys? For you three at this table, what does it look like to be accountable? Um, I would say staying connected and going through life together. Mm-hmm. Um, when... <laughs> When you're alone, it's a lot harder, I think, to hold on to something that you believe. But surrounded by these two guys, like, together, like, it's comforting, you know, and encouraging to see, like, they have the same beliefs as I do, and they can take them out into the world. So it's like, I can do that, too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like that unspoken, like, encouragement. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. For sure. What do you guys think about accountability? Well, for us, we've always been, we've been together for a while, us Mm -hmm. three. We've been strong together. We've been in our bottom of our life together mm-hmm. we've been all the way up together mm-hmm. we've gone through it all so it's easier for us to talk to each other and whenever we're struggling we tell each other so mm-hmm. we can go through it together yep. we don't work by ourselves because it would be a lot harder to go through that yeah. but when we push each other to get through it together then we do so much better yeah, yeah definitely sure. like we always all three of us all talk to each other like every day mm-hmm. so like, it's like we've been together like Nick said just mm-hmm. for a while and like if one person is like oh I'm struggling with this in my faith or oh, I forgot to read the Bible mm-hmm. tonight, and or like I forgot to do my plan. It's just like, it's always encouragement. It's always, you got it tomorrow. It's always like, everyone makes mistakes. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a one-time very... nickel whip out a random Bible verse, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. And it, it's like, very encouraging to me, because definitely, like Samuel said, if I was alone in any of this, I, I think it would be very, very difficult. Yeah. Like, to get, to like, have a great and strong faith. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just very good to have people that yeah, can I mean, help we're me. Not, we're not meant to do this alone. We're not supposed to do this alone. God doesn't want us to do this alone. He puts people in our lives so that we can rely on them. We can count on them. You know, um, There's Bible verses that talk about how you know, like, you know, just two people or one person, they, they have a really hard time standing up and really a hard time fighting life. But two or three people going at that same life and those same problems, they have a mm-hmm. lot better chance of standing uh, together and being yeah. stronger. Um, and so let me ask this for you guys, um, you know, with this whole idea of accountability. How did you guys like develop this? Because I would imagine um, it wasn't just like one day you were all just like, oh, let's talk about all our deep problems and every struggle we have. Like it had to be developed, right? So kind of where did it start and how did it get to, to where it is? I definitely think camp, in my opinion, is where it say. like <laughs> started to develop because when everyone came together in like that environment and mm-hmm. I just started getting closer with other people and like meeting new people we started to get more comfortable with each other and our faith and like i think that really contributed and like a lot of people from the well like we can just talk to each other and like us three especially Mm -hmm. are just really comfortable with Mm -hmm. each other and i think that's a very very big like 
Yeah. Can't you? Yeah, I mean, camp kind of forced us to spend. Yeah. It always does, yeah. but you kind, yeah. of, you kind of get forced to spend like a week <laughs> together, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you get to know some people really well, and, you, and it's kind of like out of your comfort zone. It's kind of like a sped up version of spending a couple years with somebody, mm-hmm. right? Of like getting to For know sure. them and, yeah. and like, you know, being vulnerable with them and open with them and um, all that. You know, week is, or camp is kind of like a sped up version of that where in yeah. five days, you know, you're going to be with these same group of people for all five days and you're going to be tired and you're going to be happy and you're going to be sad and you're going to be all these feelings, yeah, right? Literally yeah, literally everything. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, it kind of is like, it's kind of like a summed up version of like a year or two of somebody's life where it just happens in one mm-hmm. week, you know, and that's why these kind of relationships can come out of there pretty strong. But um, anybody else have any thoughts on how that's kind of developed, that idea of accountability? I knew Samuel yeah. was going to say that. So <laughs> I had it first. You, you raised your hand like, <laughs> <laughs> um, And so, um, Will you like? Do you guys say? Would you say at this table? You know that you guys pretty much tell each other the, like everything that you yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Especially 100%. like, especially after camp, like, mm-hmm. just some conversations we've had. It's like it's like wow. I don't know if I would have mm-hmm. been able to tell that or to say anyone. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And, and is there like, is there a certain time of day that you three talk or you three have these moments, or is it kind of just like whenever? No, no it's, it's whenever. It's yeah. not. Yeah. No, it's not like times or anything. Yeah. It's just. And I know that you guys, because I've done it with him too, like you guys do Bible plans and stuff like that mm-hmm. together as well. Um, and so it's just like staying connected in God's word, right? Like like using each other's perspectives and point of views to teach each other, which is super cool. But then, yeah, constantly like throughout your day, you know, on a random Monday morning or a Tuesday night or whatever, just like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. struggling with this. Or, hey, can you guys pray yeah. for this? Like that's really, that's the way to do it. You know, um, and it's so cool to watch you guys do that. And especially coming out of camp, I mean, you, there's the three of you, which I would say are like, you know, kind of each other's like accountability partners, mm-hmm. but you guys have a big group message too. Mm-hmm. What's it yeah. called? Yeah. The accountability yeah. babes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did not make the name. <laughs> yeah, so. and how, many the girls? how many people are in that? 15, I think. 15, maybe. 13, maybe. 13, maybe. Thir- something like 13. that. 13, 14, 15, something. Somewhere. 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 came out of camp, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for um, sure. But even in that, you know, you guys are really good at, hey, I'm feeling discouraged today and people will send, you know, verses yeah. and all the types of things, right? Yeah. Which is just super cool. That's great. Um, and, and I think, you know, speaking not just to us at the table, but to everybody, like, we get so overwhelmed by this thought of, like, doing life with other people. Like, I don't know where to start and I don't know what it's going to look like and they might think I'm crazy and my problems are too bad and I struggle too much and all this different stuff. And really what it comes down to is, like, find the people that you already have around you, you know, friends that are kind of moving in the same direction towards Jesus and then just start to maybe send them a text once a day. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like especially in the world we live in with with phones and technology, all it takes is a group message. You know, all it takes is something like that. You might not have the chance to see, you guys do because you're in school, which is an awesome time of your life, but there's going to come a time when you guys leave school or you go to different colleges and you're not going to meet each other's lives every single day in terms of physically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, you can still send a text to each other. You know, you can still call each other. You can still do these types of things. And so... For everybody listening and watching, I think there's a lot to learn from the three guys at this table because they keep each other in each other's circle and in each other's corner every day, even when things are good, even when things are bad. And um, that's a really, really good way to fight this thing called life because doing it by yourself and feeling like you just have to carry every problem and every weight and you don't know what to do and is God even listening and all this stuff, that can be really tough. And there's a lot of people who will just stop trying and they'll just fall away from God because they're by themselves. But when you get people around you to kind of do this thing with you, then it's like, oh, man, like that, you know, Mm so-and-so sent me that verse, and that's exactly what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. So-and-so reminded me of this, and that's exactly what I needed, you know. Um, And I know you guys are sitting here like, not that's exactly how it goes. Exactly how it is. Literally, exactly. Um, And so we're not supposed to do this by ourselves. You know, one of the biggest ways, and we've talked about it as well before, too, uh, but it's cool to see you guys actually run with it. But 
one of the best ways to really get serious about your faith is to surround yourself with other people um, that are, you know, kind of moving in that same direction. So maybe we're kind of getting close to the end of this year, um, but I kind of want to end by talking about, um, you know, you guys are kind of swimming upstream at your school and your sports teams, things like that, you know, and it's helpful because you have the three or, you know, the three of you together and the bigger group of the 15 or whatever of you guys. But um, do you guys think that people notice that you are different? Do you think people will notice when you act different? Um, personally, I would say, yeah, I have a couple friends who I'm in most of my classes with at school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, especially like a big thing is like cussing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't cuss. Um, <laughs> I know none of us do. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's like they'll be sitting around me saying all these things, call me all these names, and it's like, do it, do it, you little yeah, Christian boy, yeah. do it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. And so, you know, that's like one thing. It's like, oh, he's the Christian boy. Got to listen to your good Christian music. Oh, can't say all these words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. It's like, uh, another thing is because this just annoys me so much. Um, is they'll hit me like all the time. It's always like, bang, bang. They're always punching me, right? And it's like, oh, hit me back, you little Christian boy. It's like, oh, what are you going to do? And it's, you know, and I don't do anything because, you know, I don't really care. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's one thing. No, that's a great example. I mean, yeah. even those small things, people are noticing that you are that little Christian boy. <laughs> people are noticing yeah. that you're different, right? And that's okay. Um, <laughs> that, that's that's going to be the title of this, of this podcast episode, The Little Christian Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that. Three little Christian boys. <laughs> For you two, any, anything else that you guys feel like? like how, do people notice that you guys are acting different or yeah. you, you are different? Some people have told me, especially some people at lunch, like they've noticed they're like why are you so nice sometimes mm-hmm. i'm sometimes i'm just trying to be nicer just trying to be better mm-hmm. and they've just noticed and it's just simple things it doesn't have to be some extravagant thing just mm-hmm. like sometimes i've had like some cookies at lunch and i just share Boom. like i just give them one and they just mm-hmm. they're happier yeah. but and also some people for samuel some people have told me they're like samuel's so so nice to me mm-hmm. like why is he so nice to me mm-hmm. and i just get to share the word with them and it's Boom. just awesome to hear yeah. that from my best mm-hmm. friends and stuff yeah. like that always tell me how nice they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. I de- definitely like over this past year, mm-hmm. like God has worked in me the most. Mm-hmm. So I think coming back to school like in August, mm-hmm. like after the moving was in its like prime basically, mm-hmm. I think making the adjustments to like sticking with my faith and people have started to notice that which is, is really great and like them always being so nice and like definitely helps too. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about this. We got to yeah. a couple weeks yeah. ago. We were talking about how um, some people that, you know, you're close friends with have noticed that you're different, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, you know, you're not talking the way you used to and then yeah. just you're, you're a little bit different than you used to be. And I mm-hmm. think that's awesome. So, Aiden, I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute. Is that okay? right. yeah. I want to ask you two how you've noticed that he's been different in the last year or so. Okay. <laughs> Time to be brutally honest. <laughs> um, so the big thing that, like, I've known Aiden since, what, kindergarten? And the big thing for me was, um, no, I'm not being rude, but is you cussed a lot. Um, I remember I would be, it would sometimes like I just thought you were like cussing at me, you know, and I like would think it's rude, and I would go inside and be like, oh, Ian was cussing in today, oh, blah blah blah. But um, ever since you found Jesus, like I don't think I've heard you say a single cuss mm-hmm. word, and it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing, it's beautiful, and it's like that's like a really big way I think God has mm-hmm. changed you is the way that you speak. You're a lot kinder, mm-hmm. and you have um. More uplifting words. Mm-hmm. Also, with you, you used to be a little more angry and a little less happier in times. You'd be more uh, short fused, kind of. Oh yeah, like, like but, when we're like playing basketball, oh, yeah. like outside. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> used to rage. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely. <laughs> but now you've gotten, when you got saved, you've gotten so much better at being happier and being harder to get angry and mm-hmm. being just being nicer. And it's just mm-hmm. so great to see that. Yeah, you Dude, agree? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You I do. You got yeah. really good at that, um, the one verse where it's like, uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. proved so much better. Yeah. Like, that's one thing, like, when I hear that verse, I'm like, oh, Aiden. Mm-hmm. It's like the first person I think of. Thanks. Yeah. It was like, it was definitely really hard, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. the path I just felt, like, really bad about myself. And, but, like, them, like, looking up to them, and, like, I was, like, influenced to be a better person. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just really helped me a lot, definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, that's the reason why I wanted to do that for just a minute. I didn't even plan on doing that, but... You're like one of my favorite stories I like to brag on God right now because I, I just think watching you over this past couple months and from camp to now and strongholds to now and all that, like it just proves like God is so good, you know, and he can yeah. do awesome, awesome stuff. Um, and then watching you guys kind of like come in his corner and like it's, it's just yeah. so cool. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think you guys are a great example of that, of how people notice when you are different. And, and Nick, I love the fact that you said it can be small things. It can be sharing your cookies with somebody. Like, it literally can be small stuff, you know, and people notice. They're going to go, man, like there's something different about the way they respond in stressful situations or the way they respond when they're getting punched in class. Like people notice that stuff, you it's know. Great. Um, and, and Aiden, when we went and got lunch that one day, we were talking about how, when you get to a place, I want to have you guys agree or disagree on this um, and just kind of share your thoughts. But like when you get to a place in your faith where you are confident um, of what Jesus has done for you, like you can sit across the table from anybody, yeah. anybody who believes anything, talks anyway, does anything. And it doesn't shake what you believe. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. You have this confidence and this boldness of what Jesus has done for you that I can go into any space. And I'm not I know I'm not going to leave and go. Oh, maybe I should not be a Christian anymore. Like I'm, I'm so confident in what I believe that I can go into the, you know, the friends I used to have, and they can talk a certain way and think a certain way and act a certain way, and it's not going to move, you know, my heart yeah. towards anything. Yeah. And we were talking about that. And yeah, I thought we it was were. really cool. Uh, but yeah. what do you guys? think That's about? so true. I'm. I think I'm going to speak for Nick and I here, considering that we've, you know, always been going to church, and you know, we've always had that kind of belief. But um, I would say definitely it's together we're at. I would say Aiden's getting there and he's almost there, he's close, but together we're at a point in our faith where it's like, doesn't matter, like you said, doesn't matter who's across that table. Mm-hmm. It's like, we know that Jesus is bigger, mm-hmm. better than whatever's, whatever they're gonna tell mm-hmm. me, whatever mm-hmm. they're gonna say. And it's like, he's working my life, right? And I'm just gonna try and live out how he would live. I like to view it as like, what would Jesus do in this situation? Mm-hmm. It's like, if somebody's talking to me like that, what would Jesus be like, oh, blah, 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 yeah. some comical retort or <laughs> something rude? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and also with also with our new church series mm. right it's gotten a lot easier with being with god to be unoffendable because mm. i used to get offended all the time i would always i would fight back mm. like i would they would say something to me i would say something back mm. i wasn't scared but now i've gotten better at just taking it and just being nice back like mm. with other bible verses how it's like you hit one cheek turn the other cheek mm. got a lot better at that and just letting people just let them take it and just being nice mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, uh, we're getting close to the end here. Um, so I, we always end with, like, we call it our landing section, where we kind of talk about real things that people could take from this conversation and actually do something with. Mm-hmm. And so I want to end by um, kind of two different things. One, I, I want to end by what can people do to maybe find accountability partners, to find people in their life to really do life with. Um, so maybe we'll start there. Well, what would you guys say to anybody watching, listening in our church, no matter how old they are, 
where can they start if they feel like they would love to do life with somebody? I would say, like, these two dudes, like, I'm with them, like, all the time, right? I would say look for somebody that you see often, that you um, are with, that you do life with mm-hmm. most of the time, um, and that they can be there for you during ups and downs, and, like, that's a really big thing. Yeah. And for adults, I mean, small groups mm-hmm. is probably yes, yes, yes. the best place for you guys to find them. There's people with the same beliefs as you, same do the same things as you. Like, with us, we have the same activities we do, same interests, yep. same beliefs, so we just clicked. Yeah. If you find someone with the same beliefs and the same interests and stuff they do, just doing stuff together. Totally. Yeah, that's great. Aiden, yeah, you any other yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, they hit on basically everything, <laughs> yeah. but like, it's like, when, even though I wasn't friends with some, of, like, yet with some of the people I met at camp, like, once I met them, it was just like a click. I'm like, they believe the same thing as me, like, mm-hmm. like Nick said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, if you're close to those friends or people, and you want to grow in your faith and you want to practice these things, mm-hmm. then if you can find people that are like that in your church, yeah. like with you, it's just going to help you so much in yeah. accountability. Totally. Yeah. I think that's like obviously the most important thing, right? Is like you got to have this moment internally where you're like, you know, I want to get serious about this. Like I, I want to take my faith seriously. And so therefore I can't do it by myself. I think once you have that moment, then you're going to start to look at the people around you in small groups or or close to you, hopefully, somebody you see often, somebody you're interested, like, you have similar interests, right? Look at those friends you have and be like, all right, I know so-and-so, like, they're moving towards Jesus, too. And and if I want to get better and not do this by myself, I'm just going to send them a text. I'm going to be a little bit bold. I'm just going to say, hey, can we hold each other accountable? Like, sometimes that's how it has to start, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, I think that's great. Um, and then we'll end with this. How can we all, everybody listening, watching us at this table, how can we live more like Jesus no matter what generation we're in and no matter what the world is telling us? What are some real ways for us if, if people listen to this conversation, it's over, they just turned it off, what can they start doing right now? Um, I think what Nick said is like how he in school definitely just tries to be nice. And it's not like a super big thing, you know, like buying so many flowers, right, all the time. <laughs> it's like it's like that little thing, just try and be kind in a situation where you could be kind or you could like maybe just do nothing. Not like you're going to harm some situation but where you could be kind choose to be kind because you never know the person like how that might impact them you never know if they like might really need that kindness in their life and i think that's a big thing like just like Mm -hmm. holding the door for somebody Mm -hmm. that's great yeah i mean i mean simple things like praying i mean Mm -hmm. reading you version like Mm -hmm. bible like sticking with those people that are close to you and like that believe the same things as you and like that can push you towards having a great faith i think that definitely helps yeah that's great and they both said everything <laughs> that i had <laughs> yeah that's, this is good um yeah you guys have any other thoughts or anything you feel like maybe is on your heart to share as we close this this morning anything that you feel like you haven't been able to say yet that you wanted to say anybody it's okay if not. I just wanted to give it a chance. Oh, this is great. I mean, yeah, it's it was, it was really, fun. I was well, nervous, but I'm good. Hey, yeah, that was great to meet us back at it again. But I, I love you guys. I'm proud of you guys. Um, this was awesome. And I really think there's some people that are going to be um, moved and impacted yeah. by this conversation. Mm-hmm. So Excited. thank you guys for doing this. Yeah, um, anytime. And anytime. For, <laughs> literally anytime. For all of you listening or watching, 
Um, let us know what you thought of this conversation. Uh, send in your topics and your questions and your ideas for Amen. future conversations. Um, and we will see you. Uh, actually, next week is special. Next week on Sunday morning, oh, we're yeah. doing a live podcast at 930 and 11 here at Sycamore Creek Church. So we'd love to have you there for that. Um, but it'll also be uploaded that following week. Mm-hmm. So we will see you sometime soon, maybe in person, maybe on another episode of the In All Things podcast. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the In All Things podcast. Our challenge for you today is to send this episode to one person. Seriously, think of somebody right now that could use this conversation and send it to them. If you have any questions, feedback, or topic ideas, please send them to podcast at sycamorecreek.org. And make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sycamore Creek Church so that you can always see what's going on in our world. If this conversation helped you at all, make sure you share it, leave a review, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on a single episode. We love you, God loves you, and we'll see you next week on the In All Things podcast.